Welcome, Welcome to, to the Better, Better Call Daddy Show. This is Big Daddy. Oh my God, that's hysterical. You're not going to believe this. Oh, oh my God. God. Five stars. Five and a half stars. Papa. My dad is my hero. Grandpa, are you ready? I love a good happy ending. Oh boy. Hey, hey, The phony baloney. And a tit for tatter. Hey, a lot of these things, I don't know where you're getting them from. It sounds like they're coming from when I look in the mirrors. Damn the public. Damn the public. <laughs> Introducing Zion Clark. Zion is the epitome of no excuses. He works so hard. He's a musician, an athlete, a Netflix star, and an author. Today, we're even going to meet him and his girlfriend. I'm so excited to finally connect with you. It's been a long time in the coming. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's just the schedule is always crazy. Just one thing after another is either I'm, I was sick or I was in the hospital or I was traveling. It's just one thing after another, but I'm finally glad I can get on it. I have friends that actually watch your show on the regular. Yeah. And they no! all know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. We actually grew up not that far from each other because I'm from Kentucky. That's awesome. I'm going to tell you, I listened to that interview with Fat Joe. I have a whole new appreciation for that guy. Yeah, Fat Joe, Joe Crack. He is a dog, to say the least. You know, he killed it in the rap game coming up. And on top of that, you know, his kids are very inspired by me also, as well as him. And Amari, who was on the show before me, that played Ghost. And, you know, <laughs> you know, those guys are at the top of the game right now. And the fact that they were able to, that they, not able, but the fact that they compared me to Dr. King and what I'm doing and how I'm affecting people is amazing to me. I mean, that was such a heartfelt conversation between the two of you. I've not found anything else like that <laughs> one online. And how he told you the story of how he had a kid that was autistic that his parents ended up taking care of. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was so personal and really amazing. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that side of Joe Crack and the fact that he opened up to me out of all people and we were able to have a real good conversation and talk about his kids, our dreams, our past, our hardships and our success was awesome. Wow. I mean, have you had other experiences like that where people have just really opened up to you like that? Almost all the time. It's crazy because when I meet like these A-list celebrities and things like that, they act like I'm the A-lister and I'm not. But at the same time, they, they really respect what I'm doing. And I feel like with my past and my struggles, they can relate, which in turn gives them the opportunity to open up and have a conversation like we did. I noticed you had a new girlfriend. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Her name is Tay. You know, she's very beautiful. Awesome. You know, she really supports me. I've had like only about three, four relationships ever. And they've all like just completely fell through. Never got past like five, six months just because it always came down to what can I do for them and never what can they do for me when in all reality, I just want someone that's going to support what I do. And if you just give me that simple support and love, then I'm going to give you everything that I have. And I'm going to appreciate you. I'm going to help you achieve your goals. The circumstances, you have to support me because this relationship goes two ways, you know? Yeah, I was also really curious. Have you ever like been attracted to someone and then saw that maybe they weren't as beautiful on the outside or the flip side, 
Have you grown to love someone's inner beauty? And then that made them even more beautiful on the outside. That one right there, you just hit the head of the nail. With my girl, Tay, you know, she is very, she's a very beautiful woman, to say the least. You know, I'm winning with that for sure. But it's how she treats me too and how she supports me and how she's constantly there for me, helps take care of me, especially on my rougher days. For example, in Phoenix, I was racing at the World Grand Prix track meet against multiple other countries and I had had a chair malfunction and I had crashed going about 15, 20 miles an hour and bounced my head off the ground going 15, 20 miles an hour like three times and just my back completely spazzed. I didn't know if I broke my neck or not. And I was just laying there face like face first on the ground. I couldn't feel my body. And the next thing I know, when I finally looked up, guess who was the first one there? My girl. Like she was like, she was so quick. Like she was on the other side of the stadium. And within like two, three minutes, she was right there, right with me. You know, like stuff like that. Like those like things, like little things like that, I know. And that one, that's what keeps me around because I know that you really do have my back and you have, and I have your support. Because like she models, she does all this other stuff, has her own YouTube channel, has an Instagram she's growing. And she has like over 10,000 people on Snapchat that follow her and love watching her videos. And, you know, she's really working hard because like she has kind of, almost kind of the same dream that I do, you know. And that's also, I think we click because we both know what we want and we're both working hard for it. There's just so many different angles. I could, I could talk to you forever about her, you know, because she's my girl, but you know, well, I want to know goes, how you guys met and like what the first date was uh, like. I saw that uh, she posted she was nervous. She actually messaged me on Instagram, which is funny because I never answer anybody on Instagram ever. <laughs> just because like, you know, I'm too busy and there's a lot of people that try to clout chase and try to get a piece of the fame. And she hit me, you know, she asked me if I was single or whatever. And I was like, nah, I told her, I told her straight up, like I've been single for two and a half years at this point. I was just so done with relationships and, you know, I told her, I was like, you seem cool. Um, you know, I'm only in Ohio. I might slide out there for a day or so just to say hi, say what's up. Because, uh, like, we just kept talking, and she just was, like, seemed super dope, even just through text. And then when I finally hung out with her, we went on a date out in Central Park in New York, and it was awesome. Funny story. Want to hear about our first date? We're in Central Park, and she has on these Heelys. You know what Heelys are? Oh, the shoes that have the wheels in them. Yeah, she's in these Heelys. And we're in Central Park and I'm in my wheelchair and she's like, I'll race you down this hill. And I looked at her and I'm, I never back away from the challenge. So I was like, all right. I was like, Let, let's do it. You know, I'm winning. And I look, there's this like homeless guy at the very bottom of this hill and his eyes got like super big. So my instant reaction was to turn around. She sprawled out on the ground <laughs> and I'm like at the bottom of the hill. Didn't even notice she fell. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm, took her on the worst day ever <laughs> she was going hard yeah after that you know we just kept seeing each other I had to go back to Ohio for some reason I just I caught myself coming back time and time again and after about a couple of weeks I was like hey do you want to be my girlfriend now we're coming up on almost nine months wow and you talk about it like it's super fresh when you really attracted to somebody and you really have feelings for them stuff like that those first moments you have together they're burned into your head forever Oh my God. I, what an awesome first date too. Like Central Park. That's like right out of the movies. I know. Right. Oh my God. That's really cool. So one thing that I heard you say, and you know, you can choose to answer this or not. I heard you say that you want to be a father. Mm -hmm. Is that biologically possible? 
Yeah, it definitely is. So with my disease or whatever, it's called regression syndrome. It's not genetic. So let me just give you a backstory. My birth mother, when she was pregnant with me and when she had me, as well as my little brother, my biological brother, she was on practically every party drug you could imagine on top of having diabetes and not taking care of herself. And that's what caused me to be this way. Because if she would have just taken care of herself, I would have been like six, 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 seven. I would have been a giant. Wow. And you like, met some of your siblings. Mm-hmm. I was actually just with my little brother a couple weeks ago. This dude is 15 years old and he is just about six feet tall. Do you guys yeah. have both of the same parents or no? We think we might, but we're not sure when it comes to our father. Interesting. And what's your relationship like with your siblings? You just hung out with your brother. How cool is that? I have uh, three other biological sisters, possibly two more that I don't know about yet. I think all my biological sisters, I don't really get to talk to them too much. You know, they have their own lives, their own families, their own kids. But my little brother, he's younger than me, you know, like we're the youngest in our family. And I want to be able to be there for him because he doesn't know anybody in our biological family except for me. And I want to be able to be there for him, help him out with whatever he needs at any time. Wow, that is so amazing. It's interesting because I heard this other interview about you talking about how you were a troubled kid and you were angry. Mm -hmm and you were hitting lockers and that your mom, Kimberly, like really helped you turn a lot of that around. My mom, her name's Kimberly Hawkins. She is a wonderful woman, say the least, you know, it's my mama. I was getting kicked out of my very last foster homes. Like everybody was just tired of me. They were just about to send me off to a group home or a detention center, whichever was gonna happen first. They got a hold of her and they're like, we've exhausted all our options with this kid. He's a problem child. He doesn't get along with any other kids. And I did get along with kids. People would antagonize me. So then I would I would respond. And no one ever got that. They'd always see what how I responded, not what people were doing to me. My mom, she just was like, I'll check him out. You know, she came to my band concert and saw me sitting in the first row playing my trumpet. And she said like, that's my baby. That's my, that's my son right there before I even knew who she was. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm in her house and I felt it was different again. You know, to me, that was, I had almost lost track of how many homes I've been in at that point. And to me, I was just kind of over it. And I think she knew that because I would still be acting out. But instead of just throwing me out or like yelling at me or hitting me or like not giving me food as punishment, she would talk to me calmly and teach me the right thing to do and just help me learn on what to do and be a better person rather than just straight punishment. Because I feel like with kids, if you just punish them all the time without teaching them what they did wrong, that goes, that kid's not going to turn out very well. And my mom, since she knew what it was like to struggle, she knew what it was like to be in the streets. She knew what it was like to be homeless. My mom, she really understood how I felt. And with that, we were able to connect. And then I finally was able to let my guard down and finally be happy. I didn't know that she had gone through that too. That's really amazing that she shared all of that. Mm -hmm. Like my mom had a long journey to be where she's at. And she is probably one of the most amazing women I know on this planet. I love how she said she is your fan club. And like, when she says that, like she is lit up from top to bottom. Yeah, she gets, she gets geek for sure. Wow. How incredible. So what has like the book release been and like, you want to go ahead and brag for a minute? Yeah. Talk about all you got going on. 
so a few months ago, I just set a Guinness world record for the fastest 20 meter sprint on your hands, clocked in at 3.7 seconds, which is ridiculous, I guess. And I definitely could have moved faster. That's for sure. Because the first time I moved faster and ducked under the sensor, and the second time they got it. So there's that. Uh, that's crazy. I finished fourth in the country at the Paralympic trials. So I'm fourth fastest in the country currently. I used to be sitting at number two, you know, drop down a couple places, but there's always next year and the year after that. I'm still learning. I'm still a professional. I'm still like in the early stages of my career. That's a big accomplishment for me. That was my first trials ever. Amazing. And Congratulations. Did... I want to know how you learned how to flip. So I want to hear a really crazy story. It's my sophomore year at Kent State. The guys are just doing backflips and I was too scared to do one. And my roommate, his name is Austin Bailey. He's from Atlanta. I was like, bruh, you guys smack me or something. I'm too scared. And he walked up to me and cocked his arm all the way back and just smacked the fire out of me. And then, kid you not, right after that, I did four backflips in a row. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. It was just the fact of getting over that fear, you know? Whoa. Also, I saw your rock climbing. I mean, the fact that you can climb a mountain, that's like, can anyone else do that? Most people can't. Most people are um, too afraid to when in all reality, you just have to, it's again, it's all about fear, which is a crazy thing to say, because if you aren't scared about something, then that's probably not what you're supposed to be doing. If it doesn't scare you, you're not doing it right. Do you have any insecurities? No, honestly, there's nothing that I am ever afraid to talk about or to show or to explain. It's just, I'm only 23. I'm about to be 24. And I've dealt my entire life. I've just dealt with hardship after hardship after hardship. And if anything, it's just given me really thick skin. So practically nothing phases me. If you have a problem with me, I'm going to probably try to hash it out. And if I can't hash it out, I'm probably going to walk away. And if I, if you don't let me walk away, you know, you know how that goes. I'm a fighter. I'm always down to try. There's nothing that scares me. There's nothing I feel insecure about with my own body. You know, I'm all about body positivity, especially being the way that I am. You know, because most people will look at me and think that uh, he won't be able to do this. He won't be able to take that guy down. He won't be able to jump up on the box. Oh, this man can't surf. He can't ride a skateboard. He can't ride a bike. But guess what? I do all of those things. There's a higher chance for me getting injured doing those things. But that's what excites me as a person. The thrill of danger is completely overshadowed by the feeling of success if you succeed. Have you jumped out of a plane? Not yet. I'm going to very soon. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. You think you can talk your girlfriend into that? Oh, she won't do it. She won't do it. She told me if you go skydiving, don't even tell me, tell me after you're back on the ground. I was like, okay. 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 That's cool. What about religion? Has that been a part of your life? Are you comfortable talking yes. about that? Yeah, I am definitely comfortable talking about my religion. I'm a very faithful man. I'm a Christian. You know, I might not go to church every day. I might not read my Bible all the time, but I do pray to the Father and I do give him credit for all of my success. I give him credit for putting my mother in my life, my family, my friends. I give him credit for all the success and all the victories I've had in the ring, outside the ring, on the track, outside the track. I give him all the credit because my mom always told me, he said, God wouldn't take you through troubled waters if he knew you couldn't swim. Wow, that's really And I believe beautiful. that wholeheartedly. Wow. Have you tried to track down your dad at all? No, that's that's a really hard one, just because we're not sure if our birth mother actually knows completely who he is either. 
I know that you ran into her on a bus, right? Yeah. Talk about one in a million chance. And it wasn't a great time for me either. Just for the fact that I had just gotten adopted like six, seven months prior. And I ran into her on the bus and she says she's been looking for me. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to. But she was like looking for me. She's missed me. She's been wanting me in her life. And I was just like, that's a lie. Or you would have been here years ago. You would have rehabilitated yourself and stayed out of prison, take care of me and all my siblings. Like, how are you going to have between five and seven kids and not take care of a single one of them? That's what rubbed me the wrong way. That day, I remember I had still had about five miles to the mall to hang out with my friends. And I told the bus driver to pull over the bus. So I was like, I can't do this. I got to get off the bus. And then I called my mom the second after. And my mom said, make sure that woman don't come near you just for the fact that if she's saying that, she ain't being true to herself. Because if she's been looking for me, you're about 20-something years too late. Not that I don't want to sit down and talk to her, because I do, but I need time. And that was like four years ago, and I still need time. That's a deep hurt. Yeah, given that it's solely her fault for me being this way. Wow. When did your siblings find out about you? I got in contact with one of my sisters when I was still a senior in high school. And I've actually been seeing my little brother on and off for a span of like 12 years. Because of some of the homes I was in, they knew I had a little brother and I would always ask to see him and they would completely cut off any contact I had with him. No. How come? I couldn't even tell you. They're just very cruel people. Oh my God. That's so hard. I love that you've gotten back in touch and that you're kind of good friends and like an inspiration to him. Yeah. That's my little brother. He's like the only brother I have. Wow. That's so special. Is he in wrestling too? No, he's a, he's a very smart kid though. Uh, He's extremely intelligent. And I bet he's going to be like the next big scholar or something. I know, I know for a fact, I wasn't, I'm more of an athlete. I mean, if he could be, he has definitely the body type to be a dangerous athlete, but you know, I support whatever he wants to do. And if he wants to be a scholar, he wants to be a wrestler, basketball player, he's got options and I'm going to support him the whole way. That's really cool. Another thing that you talked about with Fat Joe that I found to be really interesting was that you want to help kids after foster care. It doesn't just stop when you turn 18. You're not on your own anymore. And I think that that's really a beautiful mission. Especially with this book that I have, Zion Unmatched. I don't go into depth with it because it's more of a children's book. But if you're an adult, you really understand what I, what my mission and my goal is with the book. And, you know, I want to be able to help these kids once they age out and they're not just thrown onto the street with no financial aid or like they don't have any support or any financial stability or even a roof over their head. 18 year old kid fresh out of high school shouldn't have to go into a homeless shelter just because the foster family doesn't want them there anymore because they they're not getting a check and they're just practically giving them free housing because I've seen that happen. And it's not right to me. It's not fair. I think it's very unjust because how are you going to throw kids out onto the street when those exact kids are our future? You know, and I want to be able to set up, make a world where it's completely inclusive. I want to make it so kids, foster kids, disabled kids, I want to give all those kids a chance at life to make something of themselves because I almost didn't get that chance. If another year would have gone by, I would have been one of those kids out on the street by myself. And I don't want that to happen to anybody else. And I know it's still happening as we're talking about this right now, but sometime soon, something big is going to happen and it's going to change. And I'm going to change the name of the game. I love that. Have you 
been in touch with any of the kids that you met along the way? I haven't just for the fact that my schedule is so busy, but with what I do in my platform, a lot of kids and teenagers, young adults, they are very motivated to really go after their dreams and what they desire. And that's what I'm here to do. Because if I can't do what I want to do right away, I want to be able to help you help yourself. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to talk about? I'm dropping a merchandise store. Part of the proceeds is going to start going into a fundraiser that I'm setting up myself to get a start on the foster care system of helping the kids and all the children and all the young adults. That's amazing. Also, I feel like we should talk just briefly about the fact that you've been on the Ellen DeGeneres show because that was kind of big, right? How did that happen? So I was at school and, you know, I uh, got this email and I thought it was like fake and I thought it was kind of like spam. So I sent it to my manager, Tony, and I was like, is this real? And then like literally two, three minutes later, he said, yes, call this lady back right now. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I called her and there's this lady named Nicole and she was one of Ellen's managers. And it was just, I was completely shook. I saw the Ellen sign in the background and and I was just like, oh, this, this is, this is real. And I kid you not, within like five days, I was in Los Angeles on the Ellen DeGeneres show with my mom. Oh my God. And what was it like? Like, what did you think like as you got there and then went through the experience? It was an awesome experience. You know, talking to Ellen, she was very genuine and nice. And, you know, she gifted my mom a brand new car. Can't complain about that. Whatever I can do for my mama, I will do it. The whole experience, getting to share my story and getting to be on one of the biggest TV shows in the world, It was fun and exhilarating to say the least. And it really set up other opportunities that honestly, I would have to say it has a little bit of me being here talking to you now because it really helped me grow my name. Yeah, I was going to say that must have brought opportunities your way. Yeah, Netflix plus Ellen, that really opened up a lot of doors for me. Okay, good transition. What was it like creating a Netflix series? Oh man, we filmed for like five days straight, about 13 hour days every day for all the things we did. It was a fun process. We never even, we didn't even know it was going to be on Netflix. Like we just filmed this like short little documentary and then we submitted it to Sundance and then it got number one short film at Sundance and number one short film at all the film festivals across the world. And then Netflix ended up getting their hands on it. And then that next year, In August, I was on Netflix. And currently I have one of the longest running short documentaries in Netflix history. That is so incredible. Oh my God. Isn't it so crazy? Like when you take action, what that can freaking turn into that you have no idea? Yeah, without a doubt. It's crazy to me. But, you know, I'm still very grateful and I feel blessed for the opportunities that I get to be able to give back and, you know, live my own life and just be happy, you know? Well, let me know if your girlfriend wants to do this next. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I was hoping she'd be back, but I feel like she'd love to hop on this show. She seems really cool. She's so cool. She's from uh, Spanish Harlem. I know. You mentioned that when you were on with Fat Joe. He was like, all right, Harlem. Yeah, no. Joe Crack, he loved that. He's like, because I know Joe, uh, Fat Joe from Harlem. I was like, you're going to like this, man. Check, check it. <laughs> also, I'm a little curious too. You got together with Lily Brash and that meant so much to her. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So we went out to Chicago and Lily and her whole team have this vision of making an inclusive world for everybody when it comes to different disabilities. And actually me and my girl were able to hop on because my girl has bipolar disorder. Since it's not a physical disability, it gets overlooked quite a bit, but it's still like a mental disability that you're born with and you have no control over it. 
And so we got to talk a bit about how it affects her and how we're able to help each other with the different disabilities, like how my girl will help me with my wheelchair, but she's having like an anxiety attack or an episode, I'm able to help calm her down. I go through breathing exercises with her. And that's like, that's me taking care of my woman, you know, because I want to see her in a healthy mental state. That's really beautiful. Did Lily like meeting her and everybody loved meeting my girl. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Lily said that you were like a huge inspiration to her. Like she was so excited to get to meet with you. So I think that that's cool that you took the time to do that. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to be doing something else here soon. I think so I might be uh, headed back out there. I, her episode, she said that she wants to disable the word disabled. Yeah. We had a very long talk on that and I really respect her for that. I hate it. When you go on to Google and you type in disabled guy, no legs, guess what pops up? Me. And I want to change that stigmatism because I'm just your average African-American man trying to make a living in this world and country that we live in. Like, forget the word disabled. I'm on my grind and that's all you need to respect. Don't put a title on it. My name is Zion Clark. I'm not the disabled black guy. Is there anything that like people are afraid to ask you or have like asked you awkwardly or anything like that? That always, like, Uh, I want to know that. Oh man, I don't even know if I want to get into that one. They be asking me, they're like, they'll be asking me if like I have my insides missing or if I have like the reproductive system or a waste system. And I'm thinking like, if I didn't have any of those things, how would I be here talking? And it's just so dumb to me because any intelligent person, if you use common sense, it question answers itself. Right. But that's mainly what I get all the time. Like all the time, every single day, all day. I'm actually surprised that people are like brave enough to ask you though. I know, right? Because I would never ask somebody that out of respect. Some people are really forward and being able to ask those things. Super uncomfortable questions. And it's not like, it depends on how you ask. If you ask in a very respectful way, I might not answer, but I might, I'm not going to get mad either. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just kind of ignore all those questions on a consistent basis because that information is only need to be known by me and my woman. (laughs) I have your book like on my table and all of my kids are like, it really, you know, I think it's a great conversation starter with kids to be able to flip through the book and be like inspired by the pictures that you included. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of families tag me in different posts with their kids reading the book because I, with this book, I wanted to make it easy for a kid to understand. That's why it's mainly a photo op slash like type picture book because, you know, I'm thinking about the kids first when it comes to this book. That's really cool. And how did you team up with the New York Times bestselling author that you collaborated with? Avita's book management, they set everything up. My agent, Todd Schuster, is an amazing man. He made it all possible. He got me in contact with Jim. I was able to talk to Jim, see if we would be able to click. And then that was like almost two years ago. And Jim has practically been just following me around the country. That's so cool. So are you going to include some of like your behind the scenes stuff like on this YouTube channel? And do you hope that that turns into like another Netflix something? Oh, I'm already working on a second Netflix thing. It's in the works. I can't say anything else besides that. Something big is about to happen in this next year. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Well, how can people support you and connect with you and all of that good stuff? If you go to my Instagram, big underscore Z underscore 2020, that's the handle for my Instagram and my TikTok. Tomorrow, I'm going to be posting a link to my merchandise store. And like I said, part of the proceeds will be going to a fundraiser for the foster care system. Okay, really cool. I'll have to get those links so I can put them in the show notes. And 
It has been a tremendous honor to connect with you. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to ask my dad? You know, I never really had a father figure, so I wouldn't know what questions to ask someone that really is a father, if you get what I mean. Like, I was raised by women for the most part, so I never had that father figure. My father figure came through the form of coaches. Yeah, I've, I've heard you talk about that, and actually seeing the way that your coach looked at you during some of your successes was such a specialness. Like, I feel like to be a good dad, you don't even necessarily have to be like biologically that person. Not at all. Sometimes it takes someone that you don't know to step up to that role because someone that has known you your whole life might not have the same intentions as someone that's known you for five minutes. That's a very true fact to me because there are people that I've known my entire life that have done me wrong. And there's people that I've met just recently that I know would never steer me in the wrong direction. And by the way, my girl just came in. If you want to say hi. Put her on. We've been talking about you. Hi. Hey. Oh my God. What's that shirt say? Fuck clout. Oh, that's his shirt. I stole it. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. How I are actually, you? Good. How are you? This is like, I'm totally catching you off guard. Yeah. And no, I just got back from the salon. I like the color. Nice. Are those gels? Yeah. Oh my God. I just got my first set of gels with my grandmother about a month ago. And I did not know that that requires some serious acetone to take that stuff off. I tried to do it myself. I went through like a half a bottle of the nail polish remover and a whole bunch of cotton balls. And I didn't even make a dent. Like you have to use the tool. You have to get it like shaved yeah, off. No. Like what the hell is this stuff? Yeah, no, I just let the lady do it. I would never try it myself. Oh my gosh. So I got to hear about your like dream date in Central Park. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> that was a fun night. I mean, how cool is that, that you guys got that for your first date? That seems like magic. Did he get to the part where I fell? Yeah. My <laughs> daughter owns a pair of Heelys, so I totally get it. <laughs> But that I mean, happened. good for you for trying like that. Yeah, I, I, I gave it my all. I couldn't compare. <laughs> I hear you're not going to be jumping out of any planes either. Uh-uh. No, no. He brought me up in a helicopter. That was enough. I'm scared of heights. I am too. That's pretty cool that you tried a helicopter. I've done that once. That was scary. Yeah, yeah it was kind of scary, especially when the guy kind of went like sideways, like where did you guys do that over? Where did we do that? Compton. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool, especially because we just moved. So like I got to see the city. Nice, nice. So where are you from? Harlem, New York. Oh, right, right, right. We talked about that. So you're like born and raised Harlem? Yeah. What is that like? Hectic, interesting. You get to experience a lot of cultures, a lot of foods, a lot of different people. A lot of good people, not so good people. You get to see a lot of stuff. Definitely seen some stuff. <laughs> and what inspired you to start your YouTube? So I kind of always wanted to like do something fun, interactive, like gaming, but also with animals, like something that I can do like, like with YouTube, you could do like an Animal Crossing video one day and then the next video I'm horseback riding. You know, like that's what I like about YouTube. That's cool. Do you do all your editing or? For now, I'm 
seriously looking to hire someone because I'm not good at editing at all. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing that I decided to outsource because I was like, I'm never going to put stuff out unless I find somebody to do that. So if you need a recommendation, I actually absolutely love my editor and she's in South Africa. She's going to hear this because I'll be sending this to her after her and her husband are both film editors. And so they work together as a team. That's awesome. Are you going to help Zion with his YouTube presence at all or? Always, always. I'll help him with anything he wants me to really. He's got me wrapped around his finger. Aww. <laughs> What do you love about Zion? Is it totally on the spot to make you say that in front of him? <laughs> he's kind of annoying, but you know, <laughs> he's sweet. He's my best friend. He always makes me laugh when I'm sad or anxious. He's very understanding. Like he's like the most understanding and accepting person I've ever met in my life. I like That's his cool. values. Yeah, he's a good addition. What was your upbringing like? Yeah, I have a really good, close, strong family. So it was nothing like his upbringing. It wasn't really that eventful mine, really. <laughs> you know, no. I went to school. I went to school. I got good grades. A lot of horseback riding, ice skating. Nothing really eventful. That's cool. When did you start riding horses? I was like really little. And do you do it yeah. competitively or you just do it for fun? So I was the captain of my high school's equestrian team. And then in college, I tried out for the equestrian team and they put me on a horse whose leg was like all messed up. And like this horse was like obviously limping. And like this was a tryouts, the horse they gave me to try out on was limping and so I just ended up like just not joining the team because like none of the instructors gave a crap that the horse was yeah limping they were just like just just keep kicking pushing he'll go like he's limping I'm not riding this horse goodbye that's sad yeah so ever since then I've just been riding like hobby but I'd like to compete again well I know you can horseback ride in LA like through the mountains have you done that so I go to this place every weekend in San Diego and I take lessons there. Oh, that's awesome. I love it there. Everything I saw I wanted to do. And I ended up accumulating like 20 musical instruments. I have six pets at home. Oh my God. You have six pets right now? Not in California yet. We're working on moving them out here. What kind of pets do you have? Well, I have her. Come here, you. This is I Heidi. Saw I have a cat. I have two rabbits, a guinea pig, and a hamster. Are you able to make bunny rabbits friendly? Both of my bunnies are friendly, yeah. One of my rabbits is very shy, but they're friendly. They don't bite or nothing. So like you can put them on your lap and like play with them and love them? I'm highly allergic to rabbits, but okay. um, that's the idea, yes. <laughs> it's funny because we had a bunny, but I just had to rehome them because I have four kids. So I was afraid with the baby that the baby might put its fingers on the cage and then yeah usually <laughs> they need to be a certain age before they need to understand I see like little kids like god bless my dog I see little kids go up to my dog like hi doggy and like she's so cool <laughs> not all dogs are though no <laughs> if I was a dog I would have bit that kid's hand off <laughs> yeah yeah has Zion met your parents yeah, he came, he flew up to New York. 
like three days into knowing and my mom's like you can move in that's so awesome how did you feel about that we both just kind of laughed at her it was really funny <laughs> but yeah my mom liked him that much she's just like you know we could keep you oh <laughs> that's so sweet do you want to shout out your youtube channel or where people can follow you so my instagram is bodacious underscore tay tay and then the link to my youtube is in the bio there okay cool awesome thank you Thank you so much. Zion, have a wonderful night. Thank you so awesome. much. You have a good one. You too. Now, let's switch it over to Grandpa. This is a great interview with Zion. And as you know, you tried to set him up on a couple of interviews before. And luckily, you were able to have him on your show. He's been able to overcome rejection left and right and just doesn't let anything get in his way but what i also found very interesting is that he's got sisters and brothers he's trying very hard to get along with a brother right now we're still it's nice to have family but still they have to be accountable and they have to be genuine and when his mother ran ran on a, a bus by coincidence and saw him and pulled this act that she wants to be part of his life after he's now had some successes really is disingenuine. And he's able to recognize real from unreal. This girl that adopted him and helped him go through some of the ups and downs of life had experienced also rejections and, and tremendous adversities. And that positive nature and the positive nature of some coaches, because he says, I don't have a dad, I don't know how to respond. But the fact is, is that you can put good people around you that are genuine and really care about you and don't just want to be takers of you or users of you, then you really know that you've made progress with networking and having relationships. Because there's a lot of people that, again, will put their arm around you, but they have really no intention of really being true to you. So we've definitely seen that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I did like the idea that he said, if my mom really cared about us, she would have taken accountability a long time ago. And who knows how many men she's been with. She's probably, again, been on all these crazy drugs, which caused a major issue, as you know, with him, where he could have been, he mentioned, maybe six foot seven. Who knows? A basketball player. And here's a man that decided that the bigger the adversity, the bigger he was going to strive to be great. Not just do better, but he wants to be great. And he wants to be able to do things that everyone can do. And he wants people to be able to overcome all their fears. And he actually gets excited about challenging himself. And he wants to be great. And he wants to be able to share that greatness and that understanding of overcoming the largest adversities in life and be able to help others. I tip my hat off to him. That's tremendous. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Better Call Daddy Show, please feel free to review it at ratethispodcast.com slash bettercalldaddy. Add Better Call Daddy Podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com. Hold up. 